Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, 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 what's up? It's podcast time. The name of the show is The Alt in Our Stars. It's Billboard's weekly alternative music themes podcast. My name's Chris Payne. I host this podcast. Each week I have a what I hope will be an interesting conversation with somebody in the world of alternative music. And this week's is with the band Modern Baseball. They have a new album out called Holy Ghosts. It's one of my favorites so far this year, and it's gotten them a lot of attention. Like They were telling me when they came through the Billboard office, they had just gotten a little write-up in the New York Times big deal for those guys they deserve it the album is very very good and it debuted actually at number 53 on our album charts and yeah that's definitely the highest position they've had yet band very deserving of this attention who basically just started off as a diy doing everything themselves sort of punk band in philly at drexel where they went to school and met and they're they're moving onwards and upwards and um uh they did a great job, really, with a lot of the heavy subjects manifested on the album, especially uh, Brendan, um, one of the two singer-songwriters in this band, recently got over abusive things like alcohol, marijuana, cutting. This was during the time of the album being made. They had to cancel some tour dates, gather themselves, and it's really all in the lyrics um, that he wrote for this album and the songwriting, and we talked about that on this podcast. Um Although, honestly, with the most of this show, there was actually a lot of joking around. We, Throughout most of this, we kept it pretty silly about all sorts of topics. If you're really into this modern baseball album right now, this will be right up your alley. And if not, I hope it's a good introduction to the band. So that's what I have to say about this episode. And we've been doing the Alt in Our Stars for about a year and a half now, so there's plenty of old episodes to dig into in the archives. Last week, I did one with Intuit Over It, and the past had bands like Beach Slang, Potty Mouth, Candy Hearts on the show. To get to those, you can search the Alton R Stars in iTunes. You can go into the podcast app on your phone, search for the Alton R Stars there. Or if you're on Billboard.com, reading the story, listening to the podcast through the website, just go to the bottom, towards the bottom of the post in the last paragraph, there's a link where you can go and you can do uh, listen to all the archived episodes and also subscribe to the podcast get it automatically every single week and also a star rating which just really helps with everything we do at the show so thank you for listening uh this is 
the band Modern Baseball on the Alton Our Stars podcast. Enjoy. This is a, band, a full band episode, so let's go around and just introduce yourself and say what you play in the band of Modern Baseball. Uh, my name's Sean. My voice usually sounds like this. I play drums. My name's Jake. My voice sounds like this. I play guitar and sing some of the time. Jacob. <laughs> Just kidding. It's like this version. Hi, I'm Ian, and I uh, play bass and stuff. I'm Brendan, and I play guitar. Yeah, so we got the gang all here. And it is almost exactly a week since the new album came out. When the podcast drops, it'll be a couple more weeks. But for this conversation at this moment in time, six days since Holy Ghost came out. Ooh, a yeah. milestone, a big milestone. <laughs> we made it this far. Yeah. No one died. No one died yet. So you guys played a record release show that we were just saying my alma mater covered very well for the school <laughs> newspaper. Shout out to the College of New Jersey. Woo. You guys played down in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Record release show that I hear went over really well. How was it? Last, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was one of my favorite shows I think we played. Yeah, a lot of bands, a lot of yeah. friends. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of bands. Friends. Very late set. Yeah, <laughs> sleepy, sleepy day. In the wonderful town of Asbury Park. Yeah, great place. Mm-hmm. They got a beach. They got a beach. Yeah, or so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was chill. Yeah, shout out to the Wonder Bar. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, they had to cancel uh, Yappy Hour. They usually have Yappy <laughs> Hour on Thursdays, but it was it was uh, inclement weather, so yeah. okay. They didn't want the dogs to you know not be chill. Yeah. <laughs> we were told that Bruce Springsteen was going to make an appearance. Spring, uh, Spring, oh, please. Sorry, Springstein. Springsteen <laughs> going to make an appearance during our set. Springstein. Uh, I was looking for him. I was looking for him. Maybe next time. Hopefully. Maybe he was incognito. Oh, That's true. Because he knows he's going to have like. Just sudden, like every single news outlet in New Jersey swarming yeah. on there. Just like sometimes you just gotta lay low. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at one point I looked over at Sean and he looked a little different. And I, you know, that makes me wonder maybe that was Bruce put on a fake beard just so that he could, uh, you know, enjoy go the game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's my drum student, <laughs> <laughs> he's coming along. <laughs> did Bruce even ever have a beard? I'm trying to think because I yeah he did eighties beard yeah okay yeah with the the scruffy one yeah okay because I at first I was like wait did he ever have a beard because I feel like he like pull off a really good beard yeah. but yeah and a goatee too at some point mm. that was Old a little moves. more questionable yeah <laughs> yeah that, well, that was Travis like Parker. that was like late eighties Bruce and. No, you don't want to talk about we that. We don't talk about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, p- late 70s, like, um, Only born 80s in the USA era. Yeah, scruffy. Yeah, a little bit of scruff. <laughs> but, yeah, so the, the record release show went really well. Um, you said it was late. What is? This? I guess there's no, like, time curfews in Asbury. Yeah, we just had we How just wanted all it? our friends' bands on it, so we had a lot of bands, and we yeah. we got on stage at like eleven fifteen. Or something. Yeah, okay. And we also just got back from some shows in Europe where every show was only with three bands, and we would get done at like ten thirty every night. So we were in our uh, baby mindset of 
we're all babies. Is yeah. what we're trying to say. Big babies. Because I wouldn't. I would think Europe shows would go later, or maybe just because everyone like there's just always after parties or just mm-hmm. the next stop. Well, that's the thing is that we always have to finish before the dance party starts. Yeah, also dance party. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of like for some reason it yeah after show parties. Plus everyone has to take the the bus or train, so promoters yeah. make the shows a little bit earlier so okay. they can catch last last train. Yeah. So they have really weird bills where they'll have like. A punk band play and then there's they just like get rid of that crowd and like a dance party happens there could be the same people but is that what you said dance yeah yeah, yeah pretty much. i'm trying to think of what usually they happens usually, usually everybody uh, leaves yeah they usually mm-hmm. usher people kind of out or at least to the bar area and mm-hmm. then they start the dance party when everybody leaves and then a whole new crowd comes in yeah dancers if you will dancers yeah <laughs> they love dancing which thinking about it now is the exact same thing they did to us at the roxy yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Drake could appear. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was think it, it, go ahead. it wasn't. Was it? I thought they were just there. No, there was one other guy who was there. Oh, oh Ron Jeremy. Ron yes. Jeremy. Spotted in the parking lot. Yeah. He was there for our gig, though. So That's sick. Crazy. Loves yeah. Rockford Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wasn't there for this, but my friend said one year at Bonnaroo, he was just standing by Ron Jeremy and felt so bad for him because people just wouldn't stop going up to him and bothering him and like asking for uh-huh. pictures and he just could tell he wanted to enjoy the performance of whatever it was. Damn. Yeah, that's a bummer. Ron yeah, Jeremy supports the scene. The <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's play a little bit of the new album. Toss in some music so that people can hear. This is Mass off the the Jake side of the album. My baby's in Massachusetts And all this blues is useless Sunsets in my scratch outside It's all the sleep And the cashier here is ruthless Jeanette, I wrote your name down But I hate that job as much as you do If I was stuck between Party so side A, the Jake side, side B, the Brendan side. I want to talk about both sides and talk about the inspirations because I know some some important heavy subjects went into the making of both these sides. So take me through your side and what it was like putting it together. Um, so I wrote a lot about – it's kind of – it's a lot about my grandfather dying, which happened a few years ago before – I wrote any of the songs, uh, which was kind of weird. But then also, uh, I had <laughs> <laughs> whoa, dude. Uh, and then also, when I started writing the songs, I had just started a new relationship, so there's a lot of that tied into it. And kind of how like when you start something new with somebody and you are learning about each other, then you kind of like dig up some junk from your past that you weren't really thinking about. So I from yours or theirs? I guess kind of both. Mainly mine for okay. the purpose of songwriting. Okay, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of like meeting somebody new, feeling in love, but also like digging up a whole lot of like telling stories to somebody about yourself, and then you realize like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that one thing in a really long time, and then you write a song about it. So yeah, huh? Because I was gonna say, Mass sounds like kind of a breakup song. I guess it's got a definitely less positive vibe, but that one's mainly about. Uh, being far away from somebody uh, and then not only that but like just having a really bad day uh, in upstate New York and just how like that sucks but it's cold up there breaking up 
dude, I don't. We don't like it. Not, Not for fans. quags. Except quags. <laughs> yeah. Quags <laughs> <Price> is cool. <laughs> yeah. So, is it? Is it's obviously difficult to maintain a relationship while in a band touring, but you're still together, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's chill. It's cool. It's kind of uh, with that situation in particular, and other ones. It was nice because uh, we both uh, tour, so even though we're apart, we can like commiserate with one another. Um, and it's not like one of us is on tour and one of us is just like really bored at home doing mm. nothing. So yeah, it's chill. But upstate New York is not cool. What about the rest of you? Are you in relationships? Single? Uh, we all have partners. Oh, okay. So all all maintaining relationships on the road, doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we've all found people who are pretty cool and understand what what it means to be on to go on tour, and uh, we all kind of work around the totally being in the way for like <laughs> <laughs> five six weeks at a time. Um, but yeah, luckily with cell phone technology. Yeah. It's uh, easy to keep up communication even when you're away. Shout out to your data plans. Yeah. <laughs> T-Mobile. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that used to, back in the day more, that used to be kind of a thing where if you were texting someone a lot or calling a lot and they were had like a different carrier, yeah. it would be like... Yeah. Kinda wanna date someone with like AT and T. When I the first cell phone I got uh on my own, uh I only had two hundred texts per month. Ration those out. Yeah, and I remember like yeah, literally rationing them. It was weird. I remember like my first like like breakup, like yeah. seventh grade or something, like or probably Rough sooner. Time. And, like, being like, no, I didn't have any text messages. So it was, yeah. like, 10 cents a text message. And being like, oh, i got to get this out. And it was in, a text As little text as possible. Oh, my God. That's yeah. awesome. The origin of the 140 characters. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> so you go too many, then it starts a new one. Yeah, yeah, second message. <laughs> yeah, scary oh, times. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it seems like, you know, probably all you guys be on the same page all being involved with someone else kind of helps the dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We all are learning from each other and our relationships and our families and friends and enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Most, mostly enemies. We have many enemies. <laughs> Foes, if you will. Foes, yeah. <laughs> Faux pas. And it sounds like you're with someone who's in a similar situation, so that yeah. probably helps things too. Yeah. So, so you say your your grandfather passed. It was several years ago. Mm-hmm. So, had had this popped up on other modern baseball records, or was this the first time? Hmm. I honestly don't think that it did. Even though, uh, when we wrote, you're gonna miss it all. I think that was like right after it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I mean, about? going to bed now <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah that was definitely it uh but then again now thinking back i was in like a really complicated relationship at that time so i think that was kind of uh overwhelming the songwriting <laughs> process um but yeah i hadn't really i didn't really talk to anybody about it uh or like think about it really 
Uh, and there were a lot of aggravating aspects about it, like within my family. So I just kind of, I see, tucked it away mm, for a while. Very <laughs> deep inside. Um, but yeah, w- with the opening track with Holy Ghost, is like that what you're singing about? Yeah, pretty much. That was uh, that song's basically me realizing that I was finally thinking about it mm-hmm. uh, in a like significant way, um, and I was like, oh damn. Here, here it comes. Oops. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what was he like? What did he mean to you? Um, he was he was really important to me. My family is super, super duper family oriented, and that like, uh, when I was in school, it was like, be home for dinner at five thirty every day, and we see the extended family extended family like once a month, and then we see like my mom's extended family once a month like very rigid but also because of that i fostered a lot of really um incredible relationships with my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and stuff uh and then also everyone in my family is like hyper religious uh like that grandfather's a minister my other grandfather's a minister my mom's a minister uh just like a bunch of those uh so then there was like also church tied into all of that stuff um so then it was really weird whenever he got sick because that was the first time, like, it almost seemed like the first time anything had gone wrong uh-huh. in the family, like, ever. Uh, so it was kind of jarring in a way. And then when he actually died, because it didn't take that long for him to be sick and then die. Uh, but when he actually died, it was, like, still kind of a surprise. and didn't really feel real. So, uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, like a generally surreal experience that I didn't really process for a while. Mm-hmm. But he was really cool. He rocked. Yeah. Yeah, shout out. Um, <laughs> shout out to Grandpa. Shout out to Grandpa. Papa. Are you? Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Many. And, All over. And old people who don't have <laughs> grandchildren. Old people Just in general. Old people in general. Yeah, old people. The single old people out there. All my, <laughs> all my single ladies. <laughs> so when you wrote your songs... Do you, like, write them first on your own and present them to the bands? How does that work? Yeah, me and Bren both kind of go into uh, hibernation mode temporarily and uh, turn out some songs, and then we'll, like, do a cell phone demo or something uh, and eventually show it to the other guys. And then this was the first record where everyone wrote their own parts uh, on top of those songs. So after we would do, like, the acoustic version just on our own, we would show it to Sean and Ian, uh, and Ian would like come up with the bass part, and Sean would come up with the drum part, and then you got a song. Boom. <laughs> Chalo, you got a song. So let's play a little bit of Holy Ghost for the listeners. Trying to turn on the light. He's been haunting my dreams all right. I've been hollering at him in the dark, trying to find. So, Brendan, I think with your side, I think Just Another Face, it's my favorite track on the album, and I feel like a lot of what you were probably facing with them really comes together on that song. So, like, take me through that one, how that came together for you. Um, honestly, I don't remember. 
It's the last song I wrote for my half of the record, and I knew I wanted it to be longer than the rest of them because it's kind of like you just said. Um, <clears throat> and besides that, I just kind of wanted to go through phases of understanding and um, self-worth, I guess. Um, so there's like the beginning, which is kind of like mutilating in a sense, and then there's the bridge where it's kind of like a, maybe this isn't like that, and almost like a sense of hope, and then the end, the choruses are like my friends talking to me, it's third person, so. Mm. The with you all the way parts? Yes. So, just like, how do you feel? You feel good from what you've been through and like getting over, like you know. Definitely not over anything. No. <laughs> no, it's definitely not something that like I. Yeah. Um, definitely feel really good. I mean, my fam here in Lobo have been with me, and we've been taking it on. Um, definitely a struggle every day, but it's something that going into treatment definitely helped um, prepare me for and just the touring sense of everything and the normal <laughs> sense of everything yeah. I guess um, but yeah I feel good every day is a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's <Y> real <laughs> yeah with dealing with like anxiety and depression and alcohol I know Cam from Sorority Noise is like gone through a lot of that too and like i saw them perform once and like he talked about it just like right before the last song it was like a big uplifting moment with the crowd and you guys played with them at the asbury show yeah, right forever yes we yeah yeah for yeah <laughs> they basically were a band <laughs> yeah we started that band <laughs> it was like a label thing we were like <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Got this guy scuff. He can rip on guitar and he's hot. We need a singer. And we did it to sell clothing. Yeah. yeah. We yeah did it and then the um, 
we sold the band to Spin Lady. I mean, Cam. <laughs> it was Buzznet, actually. Oh, oh, God. So, yeah, we've known Sorority Noise for a really long time. Um, they're really great friends and peers of ours and definitely inspire us to be louder. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you live with Cam, too, right? Yeah. Roommates, mm-hmm. yeah. So, how has he helped you get through things? Uh, he's honestly a giant sack. Of, I'm kidding. See, <laughs> 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 um, I mean, Cam and I's relationship is much like Jake and I's relationship in the sense that there's like moments where we kind of like engulf each other to get a, us through things, and then there's moments where we won't talk for weeks because we know that that's what each other needs hmm. so it's definitely a really good give and take with cam so yeah solid roommate he likes doing dishes but only cooks with oil so <laughs> give and take like i said <laughs> what's the thing he's been doing uh eating ice eating ice <laughs> the word that he learned on the on the cooking channel uh about like when you cook something in a bunch of different pieces instead of putting it all together yeah it's like dissected or something uh oh deconstructed deconstructed yeah deconstructed pb and j or it'll just be like he did come back from like some place and i'm assuming it was joe's because he doesn't really shop anywhere else with Mm. roasted peanut butter whoa Mm. yeah they take like he was like, yeah, they took the peanuts, and I just assumed he meant they opened a bag of planters. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It into yeah. Like a peanut crusher and then gave it back to him. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, it was amazing. He's like, the actual thing he said, it was amazing to see my peanut butter made. Put it in Yeah, Cam's great. <laughs> Is it just you two? No, it's uh, me, Cam, um, our light technician, Zach. Ickes, and who is Cam's Jacob, <laughs> and then um, my other Jacob, all mm-hmm. of our other Jacobs, uh, Jacob Overholt, who's our tour manager. He has a first name. Supposedly. <laughs> That's what I heard. He's, He's called Overholt. Nah, Ovi. Ovi. No, Ovi. actually the latter. We call him Holt. Yeah. Holt. Yeah. It's got you got to latch on to one of those syllables. Yeah. That's just how <laughs> right. it is, and the one sticks. Cool. It's a great last name. <laughs> I gotta say, it Overholt. is really powerful. Born out of the metalcore scene of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. And do you still live in the Drexel area? Or I guess it's for everyone, because they used to all live together, right? We've never yeah. all lived. We yeah, we've all we've all lived in the same Philly. place. Just, I don't think we said Philly, like, but we've Philly. like various times different groupings live together, but we've we've all left that area. Okay. We're different parts of Philly. We've all lived with Overhaul at one point. <laughs> yeah. No, I have not. Damn. Dude, it's a he treat. Moved in when I moved he out. doesn't live with you. It's like when he lives with you, it's yeah. like he's not there. Yeah. It rocks. Yeah. And every now and then you see him and you're just like, wow. Wow. He's uplifted. What a yeah. guy. Well, you guys live in kind of the same neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we, we live in the same area. Um, Right. But closer to you. True. Mm. So. Mm. True friends. Yeah. Wow. See. Crazy. That. Ian. Not moving at all. <laughs> Stubborn. You got a good deal though. I got a good thing going. <laughs> yeah, because I thought you guys all at some point kind of sort of lived together. Because yeah. I read about 
the house nicknames Michael Jordan. Read about fantastic mm-hmm. fader piece profile on you guys. So shout out to that. Check it out while you're listening to the podcast. Gla- <laughs> glance at glance at the pictures and then like yeah. read it afterwards. So learned a lot <laughs> from that. But tell me about what this house Michael Jordan was like and how the band kind of fostered there. Sophomore year of college? Yeah, it started uh, Jake and my sophomore year of college. Uh, we needed a place to live. Yeah. Because we didn't want to live in the dorms anymore. <laughs> and we wanted to have shows. And at we our wanted house. to have shows. And uh, it was really cheap rent. Yeah. When we walked there to check <laughs> it out. Well, cheap as in, I know at least my parents were paying my rent at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, there was a band practicing across the street, so we're like, well, this seems cool. There is a big basement. Yeah. And, uh, enough rooms for everyone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Our first, uh, the record release show that we had for our first full length, we had there in the basement, and that was fun. And then, like, whenever we first got those actual vinyl records in the mail, they were, like, shipped to that house, and we like told all our friends, and that night that we got all the records, our friends would just like, for a couple hours, just like show up and knock on the door and be like, "Hey, here's ten dollars," and we would like give them a record. Uh, and we always had band practice there. Friends slept on the couch for a while, um, and then just became a resident. Yeah, upgraded to a full room. Mm. Then I moved out. John moved in. Yeah. Me and Overholt shared a room for a while. Yeah, what a whirlwind of a year that was. (laughs) (laughs) Being 22 and sharing a bedroom. Yeah, or 23. Backyard was astroturf, which was a selling point for the landlord whenever we moved in. Then the weeds don't grow. Right, because the weeds don't grow. But that was a lie. Yeah, the (laughs) weeds. The weeds grew. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Bamboo or something. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. MJ was great. MJ, MJ was. How did it get that name? We had this friend uh, named Will Lindsay. Not a friend anymore. Yeah, no <laughs> longer a friend, ex-friend. And we hadn't found a house yet, but he lived, I think at that time he lived in the treehouse. And everybody was, like, moving into houses and naming the house, like, IHOP or, like, the treehouse yeah. or the, you know, the whatever. I, yeah, it was the same way at TCNJ. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. But he had this idea that was, like, somebody should start a house that's not, like, the something but name it just the name of a person, like Michael Jordan. Not like the Michael Jordan or Michael Jordan's house. Just call it Michael Jordan. So, like, where are you going? I'm going to Michael Jordan. And then we stole that idea. Yep. And he had totally forgotten about it by yeah. the time we used it. Yeah. It was sick. I feel like there was a good crying Jordan joke in there somewhere. Yeah. It was pre-crying Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it must have been, like, like a year it. before. Yeah. yeah. Did I miss something? I don't know. What it's like an internet meme, it's a meme of, like, him when... Oh. He's crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's that I think it was one of the championships. Oh, and yeah. the first show we had there, uh, the admission that we charged was you had to bring, like, one printed out picture of Michael Jordan, and we just, like, taped them all. Oh, the that's wall. actually a great idea. Yeah. Did anyone bring, like, well, I guess not. It was pre-Crying Jordan. Yeah. Unless... People made some funny things, though. There was one guy who made one that was, like, <clears throat> it's the, the famous shot of him dunking, but instead of the basketball, it's his own head. And his head that's, is and that's basically how the meme is used. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Huh. <laughs> that one's really huh. The origins. Because yeah. now I feel like if you did the same thing, it would just be like half basics thinking they're funny, bringing like variations of Crying Jordan. 
Right. Or someone someone just brings like wizards Michael Jordan to be edgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That rocks. Wizards Michael Jordan. I was driving through Strawberry Mansion yesterday and I saw some guy walking around with a Wizards Michael Jordan jersey. And oh, I was yeah. like, Have you seen the split teams? Oh, yeah. It's Bulls yeah. and Wizards. Oh, wow. That's wild. Uh, yeah, I've had most of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Different parts of my life. Yeah, we talked about songwriting. We should talk about drums and bass. Because oh. read up a little bit that the process was different from this album. You guys did it as a team and wrote all your own parts for the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean and I worked really hard on this record to basically make our parts work together kind of as one thing. Basically, just stay tight. Be the, the rhythm section. Be if rhythm, you if you will. Be in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, em- emphasis on the section. I feel like we were uh, in the section. That low end. The low end, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, as... 60 hertz, 60 hertz, uh, as, dick drum. <laughs> my, the last two records, it was kind of just, like, uh, these guys taking their songs, and then um, Jake was kind of, like, the instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. He, like, so we would kind of, like, st- before we'd get into the studio, we'd kind of already have... Jake would have, like, in the basement made a little full band demo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one, we just actually got into a room and jammed stuff out. And when did... Because the album came out this year. How long ago did you actually write the songs? Or this week, I should say. I said this year. Um, it was halfway through September going into October. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were pretty much written in the studio. Mm-hmm. Jake had a few, like, ones that we had beforehand that we had kind of jammed out a little bit. But m- for the most part, we had jammed things out. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like straight. A lot of it was the drums were in ba- like everything was set up as if we were gonna do a live tracking, and then like we'd jam, and then eventually we'd be like, all right, this is pretty good, and then like, um, Brandon would be di and go to the other room, and then me and Ian would play together or something like that, or depending on the song, um, it was different, but yeah, it was just kind of run and gun. It was fun. Yeah, and with the things you were write, guys are writing about on this album, what was it like presenting your lyrics and the songs to the rest of the band for the first time? Was that like kind of a daunting task at all? No, no. <clears throat> it was kind of it was weird because our whole I don't know we we've gotten really comfortable with being really honest in our lyrics. And I guess it was just kind of weird to like get to this point where we're writing about more serious stuff, but still being really honest. So I I don't think we even realized till like after the fact that it was like more serious, but we had already said everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's I mean, you guys I can tell very tight, and you guys experience life together, and then like yeah. people like me who read about it and like hear about it, it's or read it in the songs and stuff, find out like a year later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're get funny. with the times, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had publicly said though that like mm-hmm. we cancel all the shows. Yeah, like yeah, it it was, it was like from the beginning, yeah, okay. it wasn't really just us. Yeah. Even though obviously it was, but yeah, yeah. So maybe it was more 
more reassuring to actually share with listeners like what you went through instead of just like saying like oh we went through this and we were canceling dates for this in like a statement kind of way yes um but i don't think it was ever like the intention of writing holy ghost like yeah it wasn't necessarily like we canceled all these things and we're like, okay, it's time for us to write a, write a response album. Necess- like necessarily, it was more so like we had already been, we were all like keeping up with each other yeah. during everything that was going on. Um, I feel like honestly, the more surprising aspect lyrically were your half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like. It, well, none of us were really surprised by anything, and we knew we were going to, or we knew we had a pretty open record on our <laughs> hands, so we were just hoping no one took on us. <laughs> yeah. And they haven't. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, and Brendan, like, getting getting through rehab and getting through things and, like, being back on the road, do you think it kind of helps being on the road, being around the band to, like, stay, you know, on, on top of things? Yeah, first it wasn't a rehab, sorry. I just don't want people thinking I went to rehab. Okay. Um, it was an outpatient treatment program that I did for, oh, that was a long time. <laughs> almost almost five weeks, a little under with papers and stuff like that. But yeah, <clears throat> it's always been, a, at least for me, easier for us to go on the road just because... I mean, we spend so much time together already. It's kind of just like getting us to places that have better food. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And we all kind of hermit when we get home, mm-hmm. which is like. You guys really like each other. Yeah. <laughs> take the time away. From right. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird relationship to attempt to foster when you have so much time that you spend together. And really then like that word today, Jake. Foster. Foster. <laughs> Hey, I just foster the people. You know what? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really because fosters, fosters, <laughs> drink strong, naughty, live strong. Sorry. Um, I don't know. It's really weird. We spend a lot of friggin' time together, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Brendan, have you had like other people going through similar things now, like come to you for advice? Yeah, I mean, I feel like people and our fans have always connected with us pretty personally. So people have, I mean, even prior to everything that we're talking about now, um, <coughs> people were already coming up to us and, like, sharing pieces of their lives with us, and hopefully we would have the time to be able to talk to them. <laughs> um, but... There's definitely been a heightened response, I feel like, since, um, like, the documentary. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. Even people just saying, like, I, like, I watched this thing about you guys, and I cried, and, like, I don't even know any of you, but, I don't know, it's weird. It's, like, a really special relationship to have with everybody. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot of people before after shows is probably when a lot of this conversation happens. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Merch table talk. Table talk. <laughs> Hashtag table talk. <laughs> 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 
and I guess venues where there's some sort of parking lot situation, that too, loading, unloading, hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Are there any like moments that come to mind of like people who you've really touched or really touched you or just like lasting conversations? Um, I mean, most of them are so personal. I feel like yeah. it would be mean a lot. So like, yeah, uh, John Deere for such and such said this to me. Shout out. If your mom's okay. I don't know, but like we have a few specific people in certain cities that like come to every show, and I feel mm-hmm. and those people like and ex- like will bring us things. Yeah. Um, like in Denver, for example, we have. Um, a few homies that come and like they bring us some records they're listening to and like old t-shirts that they find at their stores and like yeah so yeah it's neat to see the same people over and over again uh and have it be not just have it be like hey how's it going but have it be like you know this this and this it's great how's your dog Mm -hmm. yeah this this and this happened in my life since the last time i saw you yeah um it's a really rewarding experience it was, it's a great way to foster relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Sean. <laughs> yeah, let's see what else. Let's let's play another another uh, song. We'll do an old one. This is your graduation. Let's uh, have some uh, foster some conversation about the Killers, a band that's very oh. apparently very near and dear to your hearts. Great band, apparently. Really good band. Really I know band. F- Fest a couple years ago you did an all Killers cover set. Yeah, that was this past one. Okay, that was fourteen for some reason, but fifteen twenty fifteen Fest. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Halloween night, <laughs> <laughs> but no one no one dressed up like Brendan Flowers. He's got a, he's got an intense wardrobe. Yeah, you can't really like, I don't know. If you're gonna dress up like Brandon Flowers, you gotta drop some money. And it's I like think. what era? Cause yeah, he was like synth pop. Then he wanted to be bruised and wore right. like bolo ties. Yeah, he was all over the place there for a while. You can't tie him down <laughs> to one outfit. You, you can't, can't bolo tie, tie him down. That was a lot of fun. Skinny ties probably during the hot fuss era. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Skinny yeah. leather ties, most totally. likely. Skinny leather tie. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't breathe well. <laughs> I can't imagine meeting someone today wearing a skinny leather tie. <laughs> I feel like it only works if your the rest of your outfit is coordinatingly leather. Leather. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're in a band forming in Las Vegas in yeah. 2002. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But what what makes you guys want to of all artists to cover Why the Killers? It's just one we all love that band. Yeah. It's, it's a sick band. Yeah. It's that weird like we're all into such different music and like of course there's bands that we share mm-hmm. we all share love for, but that's like the f- one band that just like any person turns on at any point of the day, any record. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we always there was definitely a a time on a certain tour where 
like we all loved Mr. Brightside and all that stuff forever, obviously. But there was like one particular tour where I remember we started listening to full Killers records, like for the first time in the van, like front to back. And the first couple times we did it, we were like, "Wow, this is actually like really, really good." And then we did it all the time. Samstown, <laughs> Samstown, yeah. God, Even the newer records, records. Yeah. Battleborn. That's like lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I started getting into the, the B-Sides record. It's good. Yeah, it's called oh. Sawdust. Sawdust. Yeah, Sawdust. yeah. yeah. <laughs> has a Joy Division cover on it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, good band. It's just kind of like the thing that's special about them is not only are they so theatrical and like musically dense, but also the songs themselves, like Brandon's songwriting, is really interesting. Like he says some really weird shit that rocks. So, and he takes himself really seriously, which I think for someone yeah. in rock now, not maybe in the past, but now is like very bold. Yeah, totally. Because people clown on him. But you, to put yourself out there, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's risky. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy to just be like, nah, but I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> In case someone talks yeah. shit on you. But exactly. Yeah. Same with Coldplay. I read, read this whole article on Coldplay, and I'm like, <laughs> I respect that, man. Don't be mean. <laughs> Trying their best. <laughs> Chris is doing everything he can. <laughs> He's doing everything he can. And you covered... A killer song at the Asbury show, so it's still a new thing. Did we? No. no. I thought. No, not this one. Not this one. I saw someone posted a set list that had, I think it was, all the hmm. things that I've done. No. Oh, the intro. Oh yeah. So it was a really uh, fucking thorough set list. Yeah, we oh, do. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of one of our songs, we play the intro to all these things that I've done, and then okay. we play the song. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That person on setlist.fm is killing it right now. (laughs) Dude, that's a thing. People bring that up in interviews all the time. I literally have never, like, prepared for a show by going on. Like, I don't want to know. Well, I wouldn't think people in in bands do it. Or what are you saying by prepare? No, I'm no, I mean like if I'm going to watch say, a I show. See. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I've never done that. I just no do one it. tells me. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's funny. I have to go online, see what we played last night, and hope it's the same. Hope thing. it's the same. Sometimes we're all playing four different songs at the same time. <laughs> for research, really more for research, nerding out purposes. Yeah. Although I, I've heard that p- people for like. Some artists will update the site during the set. Oh wow! I guess there has to be a place where there's good like Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> why don't, I don't understand why you can't just like listen to the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just never yeah. know, man. Yeah, one of my coworkers who's a huge Cure fan, we were talking about the Cure's current tour and how it has like there was like four or five encores each night. And I was showing him the Celestine.fm page because we're cool. And <laughs> it'll have little annotations like, first performance live since 2003. Oh, my God. And he'll oh, be wow. like, yeah, people update that during the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm, enough. Word. So it's just about everything I wanted to cover in this moment of modern baseball. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Um, shout out to Joe, John, and Ryan. Yeah, the peeps who made the record happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was our first time uh, working with a producer. Oh, okay. Named Joe Reinhardt. Uh, 
and he really helped us do the whole like work as a band thing. He was a really big part of it. Cool guy. Yes. Cool dude. Like surfing. Okay. Very, <laughs> very, <laughs> very tall. Tall. Yeah. Handsome. Handsome dude. Yeah. Talented Ga- guy. Gangly. Gang. You mean like in a gang? Gangrenous. You mean gang? <laughs> yeah, dude. Gang? Yeah, surf gang. <laughs> The yeah, shark bites. In a, in a <laughs> the point breaks. The point breaks. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to Run for Cover Records, repped yeah. over here with some merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I can hear Tom Chiari in there. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Foster the People. <laughs> Sean's shirt available now, and the Run for Cover uh, merch. Merch website, I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> think I paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> Run for cover merch area. <laughs> com. They pay me to wear this. <laughs> Ten dollars an hour. Ten yeah. an hour, that's great. Cool, so, yeah, thanks so much for coming by. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks Yeah, so that's the episode. Those guys are a lot of fun. They're touring the U.S. right now with Joyce Manor, so go see them. Tell them I said hi. Uh, at top of the show, I said we have over a year's worth of episodes of the Alton R. Stars you can check out in the archives, like this one from last week with Intuit Over It. They came into the Billboard office, and we talked about stuff like this. That is like my ultimate goal, to write music that any listener can enjoy, but people who are players can notice how fucked up the shit we're doing is <laughs> to put it to put it bluntly like you know i want people to know that that we know what we're doing i mean that sounds like the truth and that also sounds really hard <laughs> yeah it is really hard yeah. that's why i gotta go to a you cabin, to for a a cabin <laughs> yeah so that's the conversation i had for last week's episode with the band into it over it um if you want to get into all those archived episodes it's pretty simple a few ways you can do it Search for the Alts and Our Stars on iTunes. Go into the podcast app on your phone. Search for it there. Or if you're viewing this article on Billboard.com, just go to the last paragraph. There's an iTunes link in there. And go into all the archived episodes, some bands I've had on the show lately who I think you'd be into if you're a modern baseball person. Had Courtney Barnett on not too long ago. Beach Slang, Potty Mouth, Candy Hearts. All sorts of episodes that I enjoy doing in there to dig into. So... Yeah, you can also subscribe to the podcast once you find it, however you find it on iTunes or the app or whatever. New episode runs every Friday, so you can get it automatically every week if you subscribe. And yeah, give us a star rating. That helps so much with everything we do with the podcast. And just any feedback you might have in general that can't be manifested in a star rating. Hit me up on Twitter, positive or negative. Twitter handle is cpainonaplane, C-P-A-Y-N-E-O-N-A. P-L-A-N-E. And yeah, let me know what you think about the podcast. I really, really enjoy doing this so much. So any feedback, if you share it with your friends, tell other people about it, I really appreciate it. So that's it. That's all I have to say. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Until next week, goodbye, have a great weekend.